Welcome to Quartet for Two, a light-hearted classical music podcast pitting composers from across the ages against each other for no other reason than talking about music in a silly and opinionated way. I'm Arthur Keegan. And I'm David Fay. We've got a deck of cards, each card is a different composer, and we'll draw them against each other, deciding on any basis we like who goes through to the next round and ultimately wins the game. We're indebted to Margit van der Zwan, whose card game Quartet inspired this idea. Um, we are rolling. Yay! Yay, yay. <laughs> OK, quartet for two. Another quartet episode. Quartet for two, yes. Uh, so, format for this game? Something. Well, 20, 24 cards from all extension packs and original packs. Yeah, we've combined them all. Combined. Yeah, we might so not have any random. of the big hitters. Yeah. It might be all extension pack. Imagine if we just had no really famous composers at all. That'd be weird. It would be very strange. <laughs> We've got um, the two wildcards in as well. Yes. So Toscanini yes. and Samuel yeah, Schultz. They're, they're, they're going to be regular features in the first round, at least. Yeah, I think so. How exciting. Good game. Good game. Good game, yeah. Uh, let's... Um, Home advantage. Let's start with me, yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Lutyens, straight out comes out a surprising amount. Straight out the pack, yeah. She's she's a regular, and she's against. Stravinsky. I think we've had this before. I think we have. Lutyens against Stravinsky. Stravinsky's another one who seems to always get into the twenty-four. Yeah, he's a he, he's a regular player. He's he, he's he's a strong card. He never quite makes it to the top That's table, true, but he's actually. always Europe. Yeah, you know, like to, to continue the footballing analogy, which is funny because I don't <laughs> into really Toto Cup. Football. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, Coco Pops Cup or something. Like that. <laughs> well, I think he beats Elizabeth Legends. He does. Yeah, he does. Uh, which means it's my down, and it's. <laughs> Boulez. Three out of three for Boulez. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> lovely. lovely. This is great. So lovely. Oliver Nusson and Boulez makes for quite a fun 20th century... 21st, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, 20th into 21st century. Um, sort of standoff. I mean, Nusson, they're not from completely different schools, but Boulez had such a strong idea about... Uh, how music the, the shape of music to come right okay um, and can you tell me a bit more about that or not really uh, well he, he, broadly speaking the narrative of uh, 20th century especially where Boulez is concerned is that kind of starting from year zero which is something that Mil- Milton Babbitt said okay right so okay. I mean, go back it, to Jesus Christ yeah, it's kind of <laughs> I mean uh, Boulez isn't quite characterised like this partly because of how much conducting he does that puts right, his okay. output in a slightly different oh, yeah, yeah, mould yeah, yeah. but Milton Babbitt after World War Two said we can't we're going to start from scratch. I'm no. not going to consider music from before, no, which I not. think is a, a fallacy. How can you possibly not oh, well, be thinking of music before that you've when you're writing music? Well, I think the thing is, everyone else is thinking of the music before, even if you aren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even <laughs> if you manage to do it somehow, it, it still isn't even necessarily the people that listening to it and the meanings that they get from listening to it. Yes, yeah, they, exactly. They can't 
That's Everything's we, in relation to everything else. How we construct meaning. <laughs> yes, this is, is a PhD. <laughs> There's a PhD uh, in this. I've so, written it. <laughs> um, they're both, one of the things about their process, they're both very, very precise and pristine. So this is Babbitt and... No, this is Boulez ah, and, okay, and Nusson, okay. sorry. Uh, so Nusson is notorious for being late on delivery of scores. Oh, yeah. uh, he would fiddle and fiddle and fiddle. Yeah. Um, and I think Boulez the same was very particular about... But that, that, that philosophy of year zero kind of stuff isn't it's it can't be shared by nothing no 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 exactly so I, I place him in a slightly different place so the big sort of battle in the 20th century if you want to call it that is second half 20th century yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the reaction of the avant-garde which Boulez is part of yeah versus kind of the minimalists yeah and that that's stripping yeah, yeah, back yeah that's the narrative um, that yeah and Nusson sits post that. Yeah. He's, he's the start of post that. I think we've moved on from that. I, I like that. I, I like that um, that way, which makes me think that he's a 21st century composer. It really feels like that next generation on from your Elliot Carters and your P- mm-hmm. Pierre Boulez's. And I feel like we've got through that and now we're into music where old music is definitely very much a part of it and rehabilitated and refracted and totally yeah and um and that's that's the joy of the of this narrative that we get away from this yeah exactly Um, so nothing's a ray of hope this is the good side against the dark side absolutely absolutely 100 percent nothing wins yes please i'm really happy that yeah yeah of course he of course he is keegan's keen on (laughs) alba nothing uh it's you it's me Felix Mendelssohn Felix comes Mendelsohn. out again. Good. I did shuffle I think, these quite yeah, extremely. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. Um, Mendelssohn versus... versus. Henry Purcell. New player to the game. Yeah, new player to the game. He's looking suspiciously like Yandis Marcelinka. <laughs> They've got the he same wig maker. Suspiciously like Jean-Baptiste Lully. <laughs> but um, big wigs. But yeah, big big wigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, for me, it's Mendelssohn. Yeah, yeah. I think Mendelssohn takes it. Uh, we'll have some interesting chats about Purcell. I think so. Yeah, I, I think like we need to. That I, I might have to do a little bit of research into that. I don't know much about Purcell. My knowledge is mostly sat around opera. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it's a, it's a huge part. But of But no, Mendelssohn is uh, is one of my true loves at the moment. So I'm going with him. Three goes. Despite the um, all the personal and that thing that we were watching earlier on the alehouse. Oh yes. Yeah, oh, that's a great. great that's a great, great production. <gasps> We've not seen this guy for a while. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. George. Frederick. Handel. <laughs> Another wig. Well, not another. Hallelujah! Another week. Yeah, well, he's he is. Um, we haven't seen him for a while, but he's kind of back with a vengeance. You said you've seen a picture of him where he's not a portly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's funny. Portrait. He's wearing a hat. It's amazing. Yeah, he's not I wearing a wig. That. He's wearing a hat. Sergey Rachmaninoff. We haven't, haven't had many of the other Russians. Um, no. Recently. Uh, Rachmaninoff's really, really great. I listened to a documentary made by my friend Hannah Thorne um, with Georgia Mann. Oh, amazing. She were, it was about Rachmaninoff's hypnosis. And oh, right. I don't took, know Yeah, he basically had hypnosis to try and cure him of his writer's block after the, after the calamitous premiere of his first symphony. 
Oh. And basically, he had hypnosis, and this guy just said to him, you will write a, your second piano concerto. It will be a success. You will write your second piano concerto over and over and over again. Wow. And he did. And it worked. And it it was, was an amazing success. Yes, it's a wonderful piece. Classic FM number one. I'd also forgotten about his Vespers until we mentioned yeah, them recently, yeah, which yeah, is an yeah, amazing yeah, piece yeah. of work. And um, a big piece that we should also factor into his oeuvre is the bells which is a big kind of choral and orchestral work however I think it's Handoff Handel takes it yeah. well, how the hell did Britain beat uh, <laughs> Rachmaninoff the other week well you did you did some you put in you put in the work and you know that's how we that's how we judge it right uh, my my down <sighs> Wonderful signature. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Great choice. Versus. Oh, oh it's Samuel Scheiss! Oh, <laughs> Taken away too soon. That glorious song getting pooped all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, unlucky, pal, you're out yeah. of the game. You're out of the game, friends. Oh, those faves. Poor it's stuff. The dust. Uh, good one. Good me? one. We've got, ah, oh, Ligeti. So he really fits into this narrative around 20th century into 21st music. So ah, OK. Music. So you think he is like, well, this is what we were saying. Off-pod. Well, off-pod, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ligeti's an interesting... Let's see who's against. It might... Yeah! Hey, contrabassi, follow me. A continente. Short note. Oh, Toscanini. <laughs> you finally got a Toscanini card. OK, yeah, this is so, great. Yeah, so Georges Ligeti... Versus oh, um, someone as yet unknown with the Arturo Toscanini dictatorial interpretation card, which basically means I get to decide what the what the what the face off is is. Yeah, what's this criteria? Yeah, we're gonna yeah. criterium. Criterium. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Georges Ligeti. I mean, he he does have a pretty funny picture. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about. Uh, I'm thinking about. Okay, here. This is a good one. Who writes better atmospheric music? <laughs> so this, so that's a, an emotive word for Ligeti. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm basically. I'm hoping that Ligeti goes through here. So he wrote atmospheres, which yeah. a lot of people know from. Um, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the score for that is amazing. Have you seen the score? No, no. no. It's about five inches wide and about oh. 26 inches high. Okay. Because all of the string parts are divided into single lines. So there's 64 odd string lines. Oh, wow. And then the rest of the orchestra. Oh, because he micro, he calls it micro polyphony. Yeah. And he uh, writes for every it. single individual instrument to Some make this atmospheric problems. cloud. Did you? Yeah, it was amazing. I've never heard it live. It was amazing. It was really, really, really amazing. The, the but, choral equivalent, Lux Eterna, is, uh, it's not called Lux Eterna, um, is amazing as well. Yeah, it might be called Lux OK, so Ligeti is down, atmospheric music, but that could that is, a, yeah. it is open to interpretation. Who have we got? Mm-hmm. 
Neil takes it. I mean, he, straight he's away. He's the master of atmosphere. La Premida. Yeah, yeah, there's no, no one else. That criteria is mad. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you meant Daphne Sinclair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's, it's fine, man. Yeah, well, I'll never, I'll never say what I mean. Empty, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean what you say. <laughs> that's an amazing uh, matchup to, oh, to, to do on fantastic. atmosphere, and yeah, I think it has to be revealed because there's, there's think... nothing in his output that isn't yeah. atmospheric. Yeah, exactly, that. and you know that kind of orchestral atmosphere is his signature, really, yeah, isn't it? Totally. In a... And he's he's a big, strong card as well. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, haven't yeah, seen yeah, him, but yeah. well, we haven't yeah, seen but him don't forget, it's, it's just in ter- we're just judging yeah. it in terms of atmospheric music, and uh, I think I, I don't think there could be many stronger cards on that no, category I don't than, than Maurice Ravel. Great, That's brilliant, good work. I look forward Absolutely. to talking about Ligeti at some point. Poor old Ligeti. <laughs> I really oh, did my best. That's fun. It's me. Hildegard von Bingen. Oh, great, John Adams! Yeah, cool. 20th century Americana. David's got a lot of love for John Adams, as do I. A lot of love for John Adams. Hildegard. Oh my goodness. This is funny. So, um, one of my part of my love for John Adams comes from uh, the fact that I I, I studied uh, John Adams's "The Gospel According to the Other Mary," which is snappily titled kind of opera oratorio, um, for one of my chapters for my PhD. And he sets Hildegard's words in a really it's quite a brutal <laughs> bit of the the production. Sort of, it's talking about how the the holy uh, the Holy Spirit is a cleansing fire that the the, and he sets it qu- quite violently whilst the other Mary is basically having a bit of a, well she's having a mental breakdown, um, and it's really powerful theatre and it's really the words are really amazing. But um no hold on hold on hold no, on hold on no no no, no. so one word so I'm going to try Hildegard. we've had Hildegard go through recently I'm going to yeah. I'm going to give John Adams a go, um in terms of what we listen to and what yeah. we're going to put on what we're going to go to concerts to go and see yeah how much of our time is going to be spent listening to their music. Yeah. I would argue John Adams features quite highly amongst loads of composers in that. Yeah, that's true. I, I think possibly because Hildegard's music isn't concert music. Yeah. Um, I, so yeah, if we're putting look, someone I, through... I, I'm, I'm, big, I'm big into John Adams, but Hildegard is a... Um, is a kind of a revolutionary yeah. figure in the history of music. She's a big boy. Um, yeah, she's a big boy. I'm uh, sorry, John, John, I think. Yeah, but through, what signature are we going to have? Was, I'd be tempted with the start of Hormonaliera. Yeah, it's quite true. It's a bit, it's a bit similar to Stravinsky's. Yeah, I think short, short ride in a fast machine would probably be the one because uh, the Hormonaliera is a bit like um, Rite of Springish, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. Not the start, obviously. Yeah. We'll give it a go. We'll see what, see what, see what we see do. What but I would up. be tempted with Cock Cock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, your boy likes that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, well done, Hildegard. You're through. Yeah, That's yeah, a fun... Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a great... it's nice to see John Adams come out. Yeah, I love him. Love the guy. Is your dad? Love the guy. <laughs> oh, Paganini again. Paganini. Boring. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Pierre Schaffer. <laughs> it's going to be hard to get Pierre Schaffer through. Paganini's going through. I think he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good. Look, the music's good. I don't know why I've really taken to just saying it's rubbish. It's, it's not, not that good. Uh, it's the, the the caprices are good. I've never seen it live. Actually, thinking about it, I've never seen maybe as an encore. I've yeah, seen you something. would have seen it as an encore. The caprices are good, but there's quite a lot of other stuff that doesn't even get on the radar. Yeah, yeah I do like the La Campanella. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz harpist numero uno. Numero uno. Oh, John Bazza. I mean, ba, ba, ba. <laughs> I'm really keen to put Dorothy Ashby through here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, great. I don't know who John Barry's being. I don't. I, 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 I think he's not being invited. Struggling to be because I don't know. Oh, he did out of Africa, didn't he? I don't know. I, 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 to be actually, to be fair, um, I think all I know is the is the James, James Bond, Bond stuff. stuff. I haven't really thought about that too much, is because I kind of thought I would have heard of more stuff mm. if it was more famous, mm. but. Um, that's my bad. No, but the thing, someone like John Barry, he probably did a load of a load of really famous films that were just yeah. we don't know the films or we don't know that it was him or whatever. And it's worth mentioning it's their um, amazing like work process in that period of film. Oh yeah, they were Tell me about churning it. out music. Andre Previn worked as a um, copyist and oh, illustrator wow. for some film uh, oh, film okay. guys, and when he came to Eastman. Um, school where I spent a bit of time he gave a talk and he was talking about just the amount of music that these composers were churning out Andre Previn set. gave a talk at yeah yeah well, he came oh my god it was really weird because I hadn't seen Previn in ages and I was really because I was so excited about this he came and, 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 and talked to us all and I was really surprised for some reason that he was a really old yeah, ill man really old he was really poorly um, and that really shocked me uh, which was mm. a, a shame, but um, mm. I think I still have the Morecambe and Wise Andre Previn in my head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, he was just talking about how mad the amount of score that was coming down to him to copy, orchestrate, yeah. check, send through. Um, well, hang on. They worked hard. Have we been a bit hasty here? Dorothy Ashby goes through. I think she does. I think she does. Partly because I think I think John Barry is just a little bit of a joke. Guy, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's probably done more stuff than. Then we give him credit. For yeah, it. I think again, is, you know, it's he our is still bad. A bit but... of a joke, <laughs> yeah. and um, I don't. I'm not particularly looking forward to doing homework on John Barry. Well, it might, it might, this might be more fun to do it than homework on Elizabeth Lutyens or oh, Peter Schiffer. Well, yeah, although, uh, <laughs> yeah. ready. Oh, John Keegan again. On Great. John Darwin. again. <laughs> Oh, Schumann! Oh, I don't think John Darling gets past Schumann. Well, I mean, he's, he's the star of the song a tradition. tradition. Yeah, he's founding a tradition. Um, before, that Schumann before Darling, nails. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of it's slightly different, isn't he? Because his his lute and his becomes key, you know. Big old boxer hammers. 
bigger. Well, not in, not in his songs. <laughs> no. His songs are amazing. Schumann. Yeah, definitely, it isn't it? definitely. Still, it's nice Sorry. to see Dallin's Sorry, face Dallin. in his instrument. Yeah, you've got one keen on true. Yeah, uh, is it me? Uh, yes, it's you. Doreen Carwithin. music this morning. Yeah, and I had listened to the Sussex Suite um, yeah. a little bit the other day. It's fun. It's I really, really like. I really like it. It's really. It, she writes really good, really very kind of technical music. It's really, really uh, vivid. That's a nice description. Yeah, it's really vivid. Actually, actually, she wrote loads of stuff for for film and TV. Yes, actually, I did read that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she she's making these technical. Scores for mm, mm. yeah for that, and it's it's very Calpatty. Elizabeth Hutchins would have hated it. Well, that, I'm thinking yeah, of Sussex, um, but sweet. but but yeah, one of the other pieces that I really like that she did was a uh, piece called Bishop Rock, which was based on um, it's about a lighthouse off oh. the Scilly Isles, which has got loads of myths around like all the ships sinking that that sank around there and all the um, ghosts that. Uh, are reported to be. It's really cool. Lighthouses are a big part of inspiration for music. They come yeah, up in loads of things, yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah, makes yeah. sense, I suppose. Myths. Um, okay, my go. Ethel Smythe. Ethel Smythe. Oh Not seen her for a little while. So, Ethel Smythe versus Doreen Cowarth. Doreen Cowarth. I know more Ethel Smythe. We've talked quite a lot about her, the kind of influence she had at the time, especially because of the. Um, her role in suffrage. Yeah, yeah. We need we need Leah Broad talking about this. We do. They're two, yeah, of course, two, yeah, they're two, two of the quartet. Of the four, two yeah. of the four. Um, that's her book, Quartet. Uh, Big shout Highly out. recommended. Uh, it's Smythe for me. Yep, me too. Yeah, good. That's exciting. Franz Liszt. Franz Liszt. New player to the game. New player to the game. Oh, oh versus Brahms. He's not he lasted long. Battered by Brahms. I think they probably knew each other. Um, okay, yeah, so Brahms beats Liszt, right? Yes, by a mile. Absolute mile. Great. Um, and then we've got a dial by. Oh, oh yeah. Still got a coin? Uh, no, it's different trousers. He's stealing my pound bong. coins. <laughs> bong, bong. Right then. Heads is die, tails is by. Yeah. It's tails, it's a buy. Bye. Who's so it going to be? Richard Strauss, Richard another Strauss. new player to the game. Interesting, interesting. He's got a funny picture. It is. It's, it, you've picked. You've picked ancient Strauss there, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. The guy, the guy who lived through the Second World War. God, did he go that long? I think. I think so. Yeah. Wow. It's funny with composers like that who had a long life. Brahms spans such yeah, a big span. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I always think about Brahms. Uh, okay, great. We've got our first round winners. We have, we have. Shall we say who they are? Definitely. Richard Strauss. Dorothy Ashby. 
Niccolo Paganini, Johannes Brahms, Maurice Ravel, Handel, Ethel Smythe, Igor Stravinsky, Hildegard von Bingham, Robert Schumann, Felix Mendelssohn, and Oliver Nussen. Oliver Nussen, the big owl makes it through. That's great <laughs> news. That's really fun. Um, do you think his theme tune when he walked on in a room was like, you can call me Betty, you can call <laughs> me Owl? <laughs> I don't mind it. I think it's good. I don't think Great. he. I think he would have minded it. <laughs> I think you can imagine him strutting on stage. <laughs> um, Great. That's great. Okay. I'm pleased Nelson Street. I was listening to Nelson a minute ago, trying to think of uh, the signature. Ah, oh, That's what I was, good. when you were upstairs, yeah. oh, I was great. Yeah, flicking through. Yeah, I was wondering through. about that. I was wondering, I was thinking, what the bloody hell's that going on downstairs? <laughs> Who's dropped a bag What's of tool chest down the stairs? <laughs> we hope you're enjoying Quartet for Two, the podcast. Just a quick reminder that you can buy Margit van der Zwan's brilliant card game Quartet by clicking in the link in the episode description. Back to the game. Okie dokie, right, so round two... Yeah. Quick fire round. This is good. Yeah, it is actually, isn't it? We're, um, we're getting there. We're getting the game's there. a quick game. <laughs> uh, and it's home disadvantage, so it's me. And we've got Igor Stravinsky. He's straight out, he's, he's, in, he's a definite he's a, contender here. Yeah, he is, isn't he? He's a definite contender. No Bach, no, no, Bach, no Mozart, no Beethoven. Handel, though. No Haydn. You can never find him. No, but he, yeah, we can't find him in, these, in this pack because he isn't there. <laughs> Stravinsky versus... Hildegard. Didn't we have this last I think game? we have had this. And I think... Well, yeah, Stravinsky. Stravinsky, does it. yeah. We've, 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 we've had that discussion. I love Stravinsky's music. Yeah, and you love Hildegard's too. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a difference. It's you. Niccolò Paganini. <laughs> Never that happy to see him. Felix Mendelssohn, great. Felix Mendelssohn goes through. We're happy with yeah, that. Yeah, we have. We got soul. <laughs> but I'm not as I'm like yet. that devil there with his violin. Throwing uh, yeah. away on his violin. <laughs> uh, right then, it is. Maurice Ravel. Big boy. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a strong card. Smythe. Stronger than Ethel Smythe, I think. I think, I think so, yeah. Ravel is going Ravel's through. music is amazing. We haven't had him go very far. We haven't had him go very far. I don't far. think he's come up very much. No, I don't think he has either. No, it's me, yeah. Sorry. Robert Schumann. OK. I'm excited about Robert Schumann in this round, yeah. but maybe I shouldn't be. We should think about what his uh, signature's going to be. We've got... Oh, yeah, right. Handel just bullies out Schumann. Yeah, sorry, Schumann. Hallelujah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always feel like it's a bit harsh on the other player when Handel comes out. He invariably beats them and shouts hallelujah yeah. in their face. <laughs> it's like a send-off in cricket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into the nitty-gritty around Schumann because I think it's really... Him and Clara Schumann, they are such... Their lives are so interesting. The original power couple. So interesting. He is. There's a good, um, well, there's a whole load of biopics 
Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Gosh, you know all about the film. Well, I did a course, I did a class in it in oh, wow. university with Guido. Oh, sorry, with the lecturer at University of Bristol. Um, oh, that's all right. So we watched Give quite a lot of biopics. Guido Helt. Guido Helt. Dr. Yeah. Guido Helt. Lovely guy. Guido. Yeah, great guy. Who I thought for ages was called Guido Gelt. Good. It's a good I called name. him it a lot. Guido Gelt. Ridiculous. Uh, right, it's me. <laughs> Ashby. Dorothy Ashby versus Brahms. Brahms. Have we got Brahms signature yet? Yeah, I put the start of the fourth symphony. Uh, fourth. What's your favourite Brahms symphony? That fourth, yeah. I really like the third. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not sure it's that. I'm not that keen on. It's quite kind of. The, Butch? the earliest symphonies of Brahms, they're, they're quite, for me, quite stodgy. And the fourth symphony is not at all stodgy. It's, oh, it's absolutely... I can't bring to mind one. I can think of two, three and four. I can't think of one. Uh, yeah, ones that... I think he took ages writing one because... Fair enough. He was coming out of... Yeah, <laughs> he was coming out of the shadow of Beethoven. Ah. You know, they, it was a massive thing for Brahms that he was like... He was, like, shouldering the responsibility. I guess it's like, you know when, like, a really truly legendary sports person retires mm. and then the next... So, like, I don't know when Johnny Wilkinson retired. It's not a great example. <laughs> but, like, number 10 of England was never going to be... <laughs> yeah. you know, and, you know... I can think of a lot of snooker ones when Steve... When Stephen Henry took over from Steve Davis. isn't really... Um, uh, <laughs> no one likes it apart from me. No, but also it's it's, it's not a team game, so uh, okay, yeah. you know it, it's Norse composing. There's no continue. <laughs> there's no continuation, but no, but the German National Symphonic School is <laughs> yeah, at, yeah, at, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, 19th yeah. century is very much a, a, a team, yeah. Well, not a team, but you know yeah. There's a whole there's a whole, succession. There's a whole strand of academia that sort of looks at the the Beethoven problem. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the symphonic yeah, output well, afterwards. Probably, being. hopefully not anymore. But uh, <laughs> it's quite boring. But yeah, Brahms beats Dorothy. Yeah, sorry, Dorothy. <laughs> Clean sweep here, mate. And the last one is. Richard Strauss. Versus Oliver Now, Salome. What's Electra. your connection to Strauss? So I've got a particular thing about Richard Strauss. Um, I'm not. Uh, again, it's not a. It's not. It's not something that I'm especially keen on going to see or going to, uh, you know, putting on. Mm. Um, I'd go and see Zalame. Mm. Uh, I might be go. I might go and see Rose and Cavalier and some of the later stuff, but not. I'm. I'm. I'm not rushing out to buy a ticket. Yeah, I, I um, don't think I've actively listened to Strauss for a very long time. But when I was eighteen or nineteen, just right at the end of school after I finished there was an English teacher mm. uh, my music teachers weren't especially encouraging about music right okay um, <laughs> but there was an English teacher who loved opera right and I'd never seen someone talk about opera in a kind of visceral almost rock and roll way right so okay. he described to me Salome yeah and Electra oh, wow. he was talking about yeah, Electra yeah, as well yeah, yeah, yeah. And he describes Salome as this lascivious, oh, it's yeah. nudity, it's sex, yeah. <laughs> it's all this stuff. And I was like, wow, is that what classical music can be like? Yeah, That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, oh, you really must go. He was, he was very, 
He was amazing, that, that yeah, teacher. Yeah, great. Oh, that um, sounds really inspiring. And so I, for a while, was bang into Strauss. I yeah. listened to Salome loads. Yeah, great. <laughs> I mean, period. I really like Salome. Um, I, but, I don't... I mean, but... Ugh, no, hang on. Four last songs. Oh, God, yes. Four last songs. Yeah. And that is just a the mention been... of four last songs... Yeah. Put Solly Nussel in the bin, I'm afraid. There's other days I might fight that, but I'm pleased to see Strauss go through Strauss today. Strauss is a big hitter. He's just he's just one of those big hitters whose music I don't really like, apart from Four Last Songs. And <laughs> and his songs. His songs yeah, are yeah. really beautiful. I haven't listened to them for ages. The Brentano Leader, which are all, all other orchestral songs, are really, really amazing. It's a really good recording with uh, Louise Alder listening to uh, Louise Alder I'll put it on the playlist yeah yeah really beautiful I just yeah it's this big symphonies that it's, not, it's that maximalist not, late yeah, symphonic yeah. output that well, is hard listeners you will have heard our thoughts on Marla and um, <laughs> it's kind of but it's the, even beyond it's kind of in the same vein but it, yeah but it doesn't have the for me it doesn't have the kind of it doesn't have the heart of yeah. Mahler. It's all, it, I'd say it's getting closer to Charles Ive territory. I oh think my it's pushing God. the orchestra. Wow, that's interesting. Some of that orchestral stuff is dense and yeah. difficult. But people absolutely go mad for it. You yeah. know, like Strauss tone poems are so popular. Mm. And they are really good when you actually listen to them and you get into them. I not just, not, not some of them, but, you know, like, but also Sprecher, Zarathustra, that, that yeah. epic. God, there's more pieces than you think, isn't there? His, um, yeah, it will signature. be. But yeah, oh, no, four, maybe four. The, yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. Okay, so these I won all of those. Well, it's not by winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the yeah. people going through are Richard Strauss, Maurice Ravel, Johannes Brahms, Felix Mendelssohn, Igor Stravinsky, and Handel. Oh, I predict some difficult conversations about to come up. It's That's the thing, tricky. when you take out Bach, you take out your safety net. <laughs> yeah. You can't just wave someone through and go, oh, yeah, 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 you win. Okay, Next. fine. <laughs> End of the game. So water. Oh, delicious water. Mm. Three each, no wow. dice, no dice. It's just straight up face-offs. Here we go. It's Maurice Ravel versus. Strauss now Ravel wins this yeah we much prefer his music yeah taste has got to come into it a bit but yeah. also oh. I think even if yeah. even if you don't oh, his Ravel's a big so good a big big boy Hallelujah. Hallelujah. versus Mendelssohn go on do it do the opposite of what you normally normally you spend a good four minutes explaining Handel's importance and heft and your love of Handel do it for Mendelssohn you love Mendelssohn why can he beat Handel tell me sorry oh, that's unfair no because oh, because his music is so beautiful yeah I mean Handel's I music is so beautiful too a lot of it is really really amazingly beautiful and it's also really amazingly kind of vivacious and it's also really amazingly um refined and perfect and and in in its genre um and Mendelssohn I feel it's what we were talking about with Schubert isn't yeah. it it's just in the 19th century you start getting subjectivity the composer's sensibilities and the composers, I guess, I guess, kind of soul in a in a way being expressed through their music, and you know there was a lot of shit going on in in the Mendelssohn's lives, and a lot of tragedy, and a lot of 
anti-Semitism, and he was pouring that. He poured that into his music, and um, it, it is. I just think there's the. It's, it's a cliche, but it's just so life affirming. Yeah, it's just so unbelievably life affirming. Anything from, you know, and those lovely kind of tone poems, early tone poems, um, through to his his symphonies. Oh yeah, they're great. Um, and the Violin Concerto is one of the most. Oh, it's great. Yeah, the way it kind of all leads up to that. My mum used to love that. She used to absolutely love the way it all led up to this one, you know, final kind of climactic high note and that was it, you know, didn't do it again. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. And also, you know, any 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 second movement that can become the hit single for, the you know, the, the headline song for a Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. I don't know how oh, to Oh, God, is that from the... Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never made that connection. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. Well, got, so got, funny. got it past me. <laughs> well, you, you probably didn't have an Andrew Lloyd Webber tape in the car. Oh, I think I did, probably, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that one wasn't on it. Um, um, there's, so the, clarifying that kind of argument, the piece that Mandelson... We've spoken about this piece before, the piece that he wrote, the last major piece he completed, the quartet, that was in honour mm, of, his, of his, mm. his sister who died. I mean, he only died six months after his sister. Really? And he wrote this piece in between. So and it's his last major work. He was 41. He was 38, 38, yeah. Um, but you can't conceive of that kind of a piece being written by Handel. It's just not how music worked then. No, it's true. Although um, there is a lot of most devastatingly beautiful arias in, for example... Streams of Pleasure. Yeah. My yeah, favourite yeah. one. Theodora, is that? Yeah, that's the end yeah. of Theodora. And, but also things like the Brockers Passion, which I don't think you've heard, but okay, it no. is... An absolutely extraordinary, extraordinary piece of music, a passion. Um, That's true. It's relatively obscure. I've not heard of it. Yeah, no, yeah. But there's, a, there's a there's a there was a new recording of it out last year, or no, two years ago now, um, with Arcangelo, the great, great, great English period band. Well, I say they're English. It's f- full of players from all over the place, but you know they're based in England, and they are so good. And it's got sort of Sandrine Pure and. Constantine Crimmel, who's this amazing... He, he's Jesus, and he just sounds so mm. incredibly... Oh, it's such a rich voice. It's so hard, this. I think my instinct is that Handel still yeah. takes it. Yeah. Oh, like, all that we've talked about is is relevant, oh, interesting, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and marvellous. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't quite tip it over the edge. Handel is a big, big boy. He's a big, big boy. Mendelssohn's and it's a big the boy. body of work. Body <laughs> work. Oh man, let's put him through. Handel goes through. Sorry, Mendelssohn. Now this is big boys. So first of all, it's. Stravinsky. And then verses. Johannes Brahms. No, my dear, it will go on like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great moment of Stravinsky explaining how he explained to Diaghilev uh, how how the right of spring was going to go, and he just plays these chords: jump, 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 j
flat major yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, yeah, it, yeah. It's a combination quarter turn apart. Yeah. Okay, Sarinsky and Brahms. Hmm. I mean, my instinct is that Brahms is going to do this. Yeah, mine was too. I don't want it to be the case. I really want to see Sarinsky go through. I love both of their musics, but I've just remembered the clarinet quintet of Brahms. Yeah, well, I was thinking about chamber music as well, and I think this is what we forget about Brahms. When that clarinet comes in, then it's just wonderful. But also... Because I forget about Brahms. I think... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's True. not the same. It's not the same at all. <laughs> but it's... They're both... They're both putting in a lot of work for, for the composers. The thing is... Right, so you think of Brahms and you think, oh, it's, it's symphonies. Symphony is his thing. There's uh, a lot. There's a lot of really amazing orchestral music that isn't symphonies. Mm-hmm. So, like... And they're fun, those dances. And, mm, yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah, da dee, da dee, yeah, they can be real annoying encores. I remember seeing I think <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. the first time I saw Shoshkovich 11. So, the moment um, Shoshkovich finished, it's just oh, devastating. God. And someone clapped immediately, which was oh, irritating. No. All fine. And the then they come is... on and go, and now we're going to do... Yeah, yeah da, 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 da. It was what, really... Tetris? Yeah, <laughs> it um, uh, it's so hard. This, but the, but the chamber music—it's—it's Brahms. Today it's Brahms. Let's let's say it's oh, Brahms. I just can't get that right. A spring out of my head and and Firebird and amazing. It's just amazing those three ballets music. that I just think that that's all you really need with Stravinsky. And then obviously he does so much else. Yeah, it's yeah. so different and it's so insane. And I don't really like it. But, <laughs> but do you like Symphony of Winds? Yeah, I don't know it that much. Uh, it's it's all right. I mean, it's no, not not especially. It's an it's an unusual texture. I think once I get into it, I, I like it. Um, mm. But mm. It, it, it's an unusual kind of piece, as so much of his output yeah. is it certainly becomes. Um, but I, I'm I'm gonna. You're sticking with Brahms. Brahms. You're putting your foot down. Okay, great. Well, our three finalists are Brahms, Handel, Ravel. Three, really good three. Oh, it's a very good three. It's a how do we separate these? So now we're just going to try and work out what order these three. Yeah, well, I think for me, Ravel is going to come in third. I think so. Um, it's tough. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Ravel's third. Because, yeah, let's, yeah, Ravel's let's third. deal with that. So then we've got Handel versus Brahms. Now we've kind of got all the same ish stuff that we talked about with Mendelssohn, but. Brahms is a bigger character in the history of music, partly because of why. I think maybe that's just the canon, the way that Breath he's been canonised, and yeah, and the, and the, the link... successor to Beethoven stuff. Yeah, yeah, successor to Beethoven. There's a thing that's talked about with Thomas Hardy that he became such a state uh, institution because he lived long. Yeah, <laughs> someone said yeah. the best thing you can do for your career is have a good old long life, <laughs> um, and maybe that's a bit what's going on with Brahms. But for some reason, he does sort of. It, certainly, with, it's a, as a as a name within the understanding of what classical music is, Brahms is right up there in a way that Mendelssohn perhaps isn't quite so much. I'd love to hear our friend Dom. Oh, talk big about this. Brahms fan! Like, I, I I wonder why. I want to hear him 
explain what it is that about Brahms that is so that makes him so special because mm. I know that it's there he's got to be a contender for one of the first guests I'd love to get Dom on oh yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> Sorry. yeah absolutely absolutely I know that it's there you know I know mm. I know Brahms has the ability to win this game in him not with us two but because Handel do. has got the pork pie story <laughs> <laughs> stealing downstairs in the middle of a dinner party and noshing on a pork pie and getting caught that's that's my favourite thing about Handel. I mean, his music's all right, but the pork pie story. The pork, the pork pie story is good. I think Handel, like all of what we've talked about with Handel in earlier rounds today, in previous games, it, it, that beats uh, Brahms. His position is huge, and the medium of oratorio is such a big part of his legacy. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking oh, at these. Lord, I'm just yeah. looking at these guys and thinking, how the hell do you decide between them? But we have decided between them. Handel wins. Handel wins, and I think that's a first victory for Handel. I think it might be. I think he's got very, very close a lot of the time. Yeah, but yeah, he's never beating the big three, is he? No, but he's there now. But he's beating Brahms for us. Yeah, I don't know. Whether oh, we should Dom. Tell Dom. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. We can. It'll be a free song when yeah. he comes on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and that's a nice And other people you. will be like, are you insane? <laughs> Handel is so boring. But, you, but you've done so much work on me. Yeah, well, I just <laughs> think his music is so great to listen to. Yeah. It's really, really great. But then I do like Baroque music, so... And actually, you know, that kind of orchestral, 19th century orchestral music isn't really my favourite stuff. Like, I don't really like... I would never put on his first three symphonies. I definitely put on. I definitely put on the fourth. I'm going to re-listen to the fourth. It's amazing. It's um, absolutely brilliant. Handel. Brahms. Ravel. Beautiful. Nice Great. top three. Good, good, um, good, work, good quartet for two. Yeah, I loved it. Good work, good game. We'll say cheerio now. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been Quartet for Two. It's goodbye for me, David Fay. And me, Arthur Keegan. Thanks very much for listening and making it through to the end of the podcast. Good effort. Do remember that you can buy Margit van der Zwan's brilliant card game quartet by clicking the link in the episode description. And also, if you're so inclined, please do like and subscribe this podcast.